0: Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to Off Stage. This is such a cool opportunity that Dean and I get to sit and, and do some study together and talk um, in, a, in a different way than just us standing up on Sunday morning. You know, right. we're, we're trying to make this a little bit more of a dialogue as opposed to the monologue that you get in a message. And we're excited to continue in the life of Joseph. So, Dean, since we've last met, how's your how's your week going? Everything good?
1: It's, it's going great. It's going good. I'm excited to be doing this with you. It's great to get in back back into this story.
0: Yeah. So we are, we are looking at the life of Joseph just to kind of catch you up. And last week, we kind of gave you the backstory of, of how Joseph kind of came to be and, and all of these things with Jacob and, and Rachel and, and Leah and, and all this kind of stuff. And so now we're going to dive into some of the issues in this family and this wonderful dysfunctional family that did become the nation of Israel um, and gives us all hope. <laughs> in the fact that no matter how dysfunctional you are, God is still working and God is still in the midst. And we're going to see that because it's amazing today as we look at some jealousy rearing its ugly head in this family, God ends up turning it out for something incredible that we'll see in a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so to kind of get you started, we're going to be in, in Genesis 37 today. We're going to read just a couple verses, kind to give you a little bit of the backstory and, and dive right into it. And uh, today's topic is really kind of jealousy. Last week we talked about the whole favoritism aspect, which is part of what. Leads into this led, jealousy. Led
1: to jealousy. Yeah.
0: So we're gonna we're gonna tackle this. So we're gonna read verses 17 and 18 real quick, and then we'll, we'll continue on uh, Genesis 37. Uh, here's what it says. It says uh, they have moved on. Okay. So Jacob, all the brothers are out tending the flocks. He Joseph is back. Now keep in mind Joseph is way younger, so there's a reason he's back. Partly because he's a favorite, and I'm sure partly because you know he is is the youngest, so they kept him. Um, and then. Jacob wanted to know how they were doing. He wanted to check up on them. The brothers did not have the greatest reputation. Right. So he he kind of decides to send Joseph, which was probably a very poor decision. But he sends Joseph out to find them in in, in an area where he thought they were in Shechem. Right. Um, and we find out that they have moved on. So here we go, Verse 17, it says, They have moved on from here, the man answered. I heard them say, let's go to Dothan. So Joseph went after his brothers and found them near Dothan. But they saw him in the distance. And before he reached them, they plotted to kill him. So we see this is in action. This was a hatred that was was red hot. Like at the point of they saw him in the distance and we're going to we're going to see why he was wearing this coat of many colors. Right. I mean, which I mean, if you're familiar with anything when you're when you want to be seen, you wear really really bright clothes. That's right. why hunters wear orange and, you know, all these kinds of things. So they see him and they plot to kill him. The brothers, it seems like they all pretty much agree.
1: Right. Yeah, they it's it's almost. I heard somebody say it's like uh, J- Jacob sent his son Joseph into the lion's den with a what meat strapped around his neck or something. I mean to put that coat on him to put him in charge of these brothers who were older yeah. and and already resenting him to make him their boss and then make him go out and check up on them, knowing they were having what the Shechem was was a city where one one of their sisters was was raped by a man in Shechem. So they killed that man and all the men in Shechem. These are yeah,
0: like they wiped brothers. out. They, they, violence bad. was their solution to problems. They
1: were not easy to lead, even by Jacob, their father, much less their, their brother, their youngest brother, Joseph who who was uh, Daddy's favorite you know so that was a recipe for disaster. Yeah and, 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 it,
0: and it goes back to the favoritism of he Jacob, even who he wouldn't even he had no clue. he didn't know he wouldn't purposely yeah, do that, but he, he's
1: favoring his son, not realizing that the consequences are this jealousy that's gotten to the point. and of course these brothers are used to dealing with with problems with violence. so they're going to think, yeah, what hey, do we got to do? Let's kill him. Yeah, and and, so Joseph and so was their way intent young. was to kill him. Yeah
0: Yeah, so Joseph was way younger than them, and, and he sends out, and then we pick it up in verse 19, it says, "Here comes that dreamer," they, they said to each other. So we see really kind of the, the thing that pushed them over the edge, right. where was when Joseph revealed these dreams that he had, where right, they were going to really bow down, down to him. To right? Here comes this dreamer," they said to each other. "Come now, let's kill him and throw him into one of these cisterns and say that a ferocious animal devoured him." Then we'll see what comes of his dreams. I found that absolutely amazing because they were like, it was like the dreams. It's like, well, you know what? We'll show you that your dreams <laughs> aren't going to come true. And we'll show you that you're not going to tell us that that's going to happen and all this kind of stuff. So, I mean, they were really focused on that. Right.
1: Um, now, we'll Make sure those dreams aren't fulfilled, yeah. A couple of things.
0: One, it was absolutely stupid of Joseph... To just go to his brothers and go, hey, listen to these dreams, and you guys right. are all going to bow down. I Me, mean, right. that is that is an unawareness level of things. Right. It was absolutely dumb of Jacob to send Joseph, right. right? And it was really dumb of Joseph to put on this really fancy coat and go out there with the and coat, go on. out there to the shepherds. That would be like you putting on a three piece suit yeah. and going out and working at the farm. Right? Like what right. are you what are you doing? A lot of these things. There was totally an unawareness across the board. Right. Of, of what was happening. And so their plan was that they were going to kill him. They were going to throw him in an empty cistern that had no water in it so that I guess he would decay and, and all this kind of stuff. And then they were going to take the coat and and kind of figure out, take it back and just say, hey, a ferocious animal must have. We found this. Tear it up. All that kind of stuff. And and, and, and those kinds of things. Um, now, we, we know the whole story. So the beauty of looking back is that we know regardless of your circumstances, God's going to work. Right. Um, this was very, very bleak and blight. For, which for, is the
1: grace of God being stronger than the dysfunction, which yeah. I, I think is so beautiful. You got the dysfunction, but then the dreams and the, the sovereign way this all works forward is that shows that the grace of God is stronger than the dysfunction. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and it's so true. So we see this interesting thing that if this didn't happen... If this bad thing didn't happen to Joseph, right. those dreams would not have been they really would have been fulfilled. Because yeah. if he, he had, had, had lived, lived happily Egypt. in the family, right. they're not going to bow to him. But because this happened, we see the first shift in the story. This is the beauty right. of God creating the movie right. is is that we we see this shift. And so, well, here's here's what ends up happening. Check this out. Verse 21. It says, "When Reuben heard this, Reuben was the oldest. Correct? Yes. He was the oldest brother. So he was probably 12, 13, a lot of years older than yeah. than." Then Joseph, he tried to rescue him from their hands. Let's not take his life, he said. Don't shed any blood. Throw him into the cistern here in the wilderness, but don't lay a hand on him. Basically, I guess he was trying to get him convinced. Hey, throw him in there. Let him die on his own. Yeah. We won't be guilty. Uh, Reuben said this to rescue him from them and take him back to his father. So when Joseph came to his brothers, they stripped him of his robe, the ornate robe he was wearing, and they took him and threw him into the cistern. The cistern was empty and there was no water in it. So I guess Reuben feels this responsibility as the patriarch's son, the the, the first, because the first son was definitely important in, in Bible times for sure, to protect his father. I don't think he was doing this to protect Joseph. He, right. he was doing this to protect Jacob and right. said, hey, throw him in here. I'll sneak back later and rescue him, and he can go back to dad now. Joseph was going to tell his dad, so this would have been an interesting story to see play out. That's right. Um,
1: Which he never got the chance to do because he got sold. Yeah, right. Yeah,
0: right. And so it's it's an interesting thing. Like like we got to notice the dynamics for Joseph. Okay, right. Um, he was he was loved and spoiled by his father. Right. Right. Not aware that he was loved and spoiled seems like
1: exactly. He's in a bubble.
0: He was hated and abused by his brothers. Right. Right. Uh, they. I mean, they mistreated him. Um, and in this story, he goes from all of that privilege and freedom.
1: Right.
0: he winds up in slavery and. We see prison as right. we as we go forward. Um, and that's in a span of 13 years. He's
1: about, what, 17? 17, 17, yeah.
0: At this time. Um, and so then we pick up, we pick up, the next time that they go see him, he's 30-some years old. Right. Um, but Reuben convinces them not to kill him. And so then what happens a little later on, I guess Reuben moves to go tend the sheep or something like that. Right. And these Midianite traders come through, and they decide, you know what, why don't we profit off of this? Right. Um, which just shows you the heart of these brothers, which is amazing. Right. Um, and so they sold Joseph to the Midianite traders as a slave, right. who then took him to Egypt. And at the end of chapter thirty-seven, we see that he's sold to Potiphar.
1: Right.
0: So, which um, would be
1: almost the equivalent of killing him, because most slaves died quickly, especially sure. the ones that worked outside. So, he this was a death sentence for him, even though he, his life is preserved. He's He's going into a life that's a dead end. And
0: right. They, they, they did not treat that's slaves.
1: Yeah, let's sell him. That's on the same yeah. level. They'll never see him again. He probably dies soon.
0: He probably dies. He's mistreated. Yeah. You know, they would use slaves to the extent that they could, and then they would they, just get rid of them, and yeah. that was it. And so we see this interesting thing, and then it was, it was really funny. I was reading one of the things you gave me to read, and it was, it was interesting to point out that this story ends with the brothers deceiving jacob right so the jealousy in all this right. they, they do this they they take the coat they tear it up they put goat's blood on it right and they take it back to jacob and they don't say right anything they they just go is this your is this your son's
1: coat right
0: and then jacob takes that and of course if you see a blood-stained coat of your kid and i mean right. i mean that you you know like yeah. he, he he pulls it off which is interesting, because what happened in Jacob's life?
1: Yeah, very similar. Almost down to the, you know, the, there was a, a goat that was killed, and the skins were used. There was a robe used. So it was, it was Esau, his brother's robe. It was the goat skins that <laughs> deceived him to thinking of, of that he was hairy. And he was deceiving his father Isaac to get the blessing that Esau was supposed to get. So then that sin comes through in the next generation.
0: Yeah. yeah, it's it's interesting how how, you know, the Bible does talk about from generation to generation. Right. This is what we see. And so this is the repercussions. And again, it goes back even beyond Jacob and Isaac. We saw there there was some deceit in right. in the family beyond that. Right. With, you know. And but so. then
1: again, the grace of God being stronger with that dream coming true in the story and how it ends ultimately is stronger than the dysfunction, which is the hope. The threat of hope, but also the dysfunction of the sin. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The, the, the jealousy, in, in, if you're looking at it from a worldly perspective, destroys this family. Right. The redemptive grace of God mm. uses this. And I love what we see one of the most famous lines from Joseph's story. Right. Later on, he says, hey, what you meant for evil... Mm. God meant for good.
1: That's so good. You know and he
0: had he had to have this and so it's interesting. But let's let's talk about this jealousy for just a second because jealousy is not something that people really want to talk about.
1: No they don't. You rarely hear it. I think I've never heard it confess. I've never heard anybody say pray for me I'm struggling with jealousy or or or, or we're all confessing our sin right now and I'm just want to confess that I'm jealous of you or of my brother or of, it's just, but it's extremely common but rarely confessed yeah
0: yeah it's it's you're right it's extremely common right we can get jealous of coworkers i could i could sit here and be jealous of you yeah in your position here at the church i could right. be jealous of you and your family and and it, and it rears its head and we we don't like to admit that we, we we that kind of thing, and and it's interesting. Well, because... I am
1: jealous of you, your uh, well, youth and your good looks.
0: That, don't worry, it'll all change. Um, <laughs> just just it's a throwback, and and you really we're recording. You shouldn't lie. Um, That's right. You know, I told everybody I was going to talk about the platinum fox, the the beard, the silverness of it. It's incredible. It's incredible. Don't be jealous. Don't mine be jealous. is mine. Always pre I know it's a it's, struggle. It's a it's a struggle, but but it's interesting because. It brings through the point. You see this in their in their family, and it happens in families a lot because jealousy thrives in close proximity.
1: That's right. Where where you're close with and and easily compared to someone else.
0: I mean, I'm not jealous of LeBron James. No, I I there's some envy, maybe a little bit, but right. I, I'm like I don't. You know, on a personal level, I'm not right. like oh whatever because I also can sit back from the the perspective of where I am and see the hard hard stuff that he has to deal with right. of never having privacy of you know right. it, he could never pick his nose in public because I mean it would be all over the news you know it's what I mean not, like not if he has anywhere
1: yeah it,
0: it's one of those things but it, but it thrives in close proximity you got to be close enough to somebody that you kind of want the same things right. and you compare that's right comparison is is jealousy in action right. it's it's oh you have this and I want it and and all this kind of stuff so you see it in families you see it in workplaces, and you definitely see it in the church.
1: In the church, yeah.
0: And in churches. Right. It's really easy for us to sit here and be jealous of other churches in town.
1: That's right. Pastors can be jealous of one another because you can compare the numbers, you can compare uh, the abilities and talents, the, the the gift pattern of each pastor. You can compare the, the type of people, what they say, who's bigger church, who's more famous, whatever, You definitely. And you see it all through the Scripture, right, from the very beginning. Cain and Abel. You see Cain being jealous of Abel. Yeah. Again, two brothers close in proximity. And it just progresses from there. Jealousy, and that ended well. David and Saul, David and his brothers, King David and his brothers, they were jealous of. So one person is jealous of another person when they see blessings that aren't meant for them. And they keep staring at those blessings until they're they're miserable. Blessings that are not intended for them, but given to someone else. And and you just look at it, you look at it, and then you you just get more and more discontent, unhappy and, it, and uh, it leads to an inability to enjoy those those blessings with how they're supposed to bless bless you yeah
0: yeah it's it's interesting I told you I said I have I have the blessing of my I of, of, of an incredible relationship with my in-laws and their family um, and and they have that's been great. incredibly and I hate using the word blessed financially because we always equate blessing and money and it, right. they're not that's not the way God does it but I remember one time we were out playing golf. It was me, my father-in-law, and my brother-in-law, and we would go out to golf. And, and we, my father-in-law, likes to play really, really nice golf courses that I should a not be playing and b couldn't afford. So we go out to play these golf courses, and he pays for me, and then he makes Jason, my brother-in-law, pay for himself. Well, as a as a as a person and as a man, I'm like, oh man, I. I feel like I feel like trash right now. Yeah. Like because I'm like, dude, you're not even paying for your own son. Like, right. and my brother-in-law Jason, who, who's only like a year older than me, he just looked at me. He goes, "Dude, stop." He goes, "I have the money." He goes, "We understand." Hmm. He, he 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 said, "Let it let it be," and he said, "Let it be a blessing." Right. He goes, "It's okay." You know, there there was no jealousy, there was no animosity. Jason was not jealous that that my father-in-law was paying for me and not for him. There there was none of that.
1: Yeah, because he and, had so much himself. Yeah, and
0: he just knew. He said, "Look, mm-hmm. we, we know you're you're in ministry. You're doing these things. We've been blessed, and right. let it be what it is. And it's it's absolutely amazing, and it, it has led to some incredible experiences that I get to have as a pastor that I should not have financially, that that we get to have with our family. And it was such a cool thing to see. So you get to see the other side of the jealousy right. of the blessing, and that's that. It really sat in my head when we were talking about this. That I, I get I get to reap the benefits." Of, of the blessings of God on other people in my family. Right. Um, but I have to harness my jealousy. I have to harness my, oh, I wish I had. Right. Oh, Lord, give me the opportunity to make, you know.
1: Well, and your brother-in-law is the perfect example of the remedy of jealousy, and that's your own personal awareness of blessing, because he has money. Yeah. He's, he didn't struggle with jealousy because he has so much himself. And I think this will get to the ultimate remedy is be in touch with what you have. Don't look at what somebody else has. Look at what you have or will have or could have. That same God that's blessed someone else will bless you in time. And a focus on that will, uh, will keep that jealousy. Jealousy is when, you, you know, I, I think the remedy is I'm so aware, I'm so uh, full of God's blessing and his goodness in my own life, I'm not going to struggle with it. I'm not going to expect it from the blessings I see when he gives them to someone else. Well, and I think, I think
0: it's really important to remember, and I'm going to look right at you, we don't deserve anything. Yeah. So
1: anything you have right.
0: is a blessing. Right. And, and like you said, we get in trouble when we start looking at them. Right. And and thinking about, well, God gave them that. Why didn't he give it to me? Why didn't he bless me? And it's not fair because I want that and all this. But but we don't realize that, that that takes away from the ability to look at the blessings we have.
1: Yeah. I, I, and sometimes it takes a while to receive that blessing. I, I, I think my story that I can still remember is I, this beautiful girl uh, liked me when I was in high school. It was the first time I ever really fell in love and then dumped me after about seven months and... The same group we were in. I got
0: a lot of jokes, but I'll, I'll just I'll let it go.
1: <laughs> the same group we are in. She began liking this other guy, and they're, now they're a thing. And so I had to see them together. And I remember one Saturday morning waking up in my in my bedroom, just thinking, feeling those feelings of jealousy and resentment toward that guy, and that I didn't have her anymore. And you know, with that, there was a strong sense of this isn't going anywhere. there's no win in these kind of thoughts. This is a dead end, you know? And I'm not giving myself, it must have been God's grace because I just thought, I'm not staying in this little pity party. And and plus, I'm too proud to look like that around her. So when I would be around her, (laughs) I would not even let that be on my mind or on my heart. But seriously, in my heart, I thought, you know what? If I keep following God, he's going to give me something even better. He's not going to cheat me. Uh, in that area of my life. She's uh, helped me to be motivated spiritually. I'm going to keep going spiritually. And four years later, I met Lynn, my wife, who for me is so much better, so much better. So anyway, sometimes you have to wait. It's, not like, it's like right now I don't have what you have, but the same God who's blessed you will bless me in his time. I'm going to focus on his goodness, not just what you have that I don't have.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. it's an interesting thing that that we, we so often focus on what we don't have that we forget to focus on what we do have. have, And it leads us to being critical of others. And, and, you know, we see jealousy pop up all through the scriptures, you know. Jesus
1: Right. They it was
0: weren't. the jealousy of the religious leaders that was really the driving force. That's I mean, obviously right. we know it was God's plan, but it was the, the the personal driving force for them. They were jealous of how famous he was, how popular, how influential he was, right. how he always had the right answer. Right. It it drove them crazy with jealousy yeah. to the point where they they just plotted to kill him, which was not necessarily in the wheelhouse of what religious leaders planned to do.
1: Right. And and so they were critical of his you know, his uh teachings, his obedience to the tradition, but the driving force really was, we're the religious leaders and they're not following us. The people are following him. And that was, that was you're right, that was the sin that put, really put Jesus on the cross. All of our sin put Jesus on the cross, but that one most directly, most specifically, and it was religious leaders who weren't leading the people and they saw that all the people following Jesus and they were so jealous. Yep, yep, that's right.
0: And so you can become very, very critical of other people. And so you know in your workplace, in your home, you gotta ask yourself, if I'm being critical of somebody, right. am I being critical to help them, which means I'm having conversation with them, not with somebody else, right. or am I being critical of them? Because deep down, I'm jealous. I'm jealous. Yeah. I'm jealous of them. Right. Right? That, that's like crazy. Um, and so it's interesting. And then there's this whole other level of jealousy where we think if God blesses them, he's not going to have enough to bless yeah, us, that's right. which that's <laughs> stupid. I know we're not supposed to use that word, but that's stupid. All right, it, it's this what scarcity mentality? I think right. is, is kind of what we talk that's about right. a little bit. It's believed that there's only so much good, and if if they get good, then I'm not going to get, I it. Won't get and,
1: it. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> that's right that's
0: not, That's not who God is. God owns everything, has everything, can bless everybody with everything. like,
1: like when He took a lunch and fed five thousand people, oh, and twelve baskets full left over, like when he he gave his disciples on you know the catch of miraculous catch of fish. So much so it sunk the boat. Right. You know, he, he doesn't just bless us. He blesses us with way, way more. And so if you see someone else uh, being blessed in a way you're not, that can remind you that God is good and will be good in his time to you. And the other thing I think is that blessings other people receive are meant to be not just for them, but, he, you know, we're all blessed to be a blessing. So if someone around you is being blessed in a way you're not, don't cut yourself off from that blessing. You know, from that blessing, and if you're jealous, you won't be able to be blessed by the blessing somebody else has. You'll you'll,
0: cut yeah, you'll, you'll off kind of from it. distance yourself from them. Right. You'll you'll create an animosity. You'll be passive aggressive. You'll be right. you'll be all of these things, and it's it's so crazy to to think that. And 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 the reality is sometimes, and it just kind of hit me while you were talking about that. Sometimes we can't get blessed by God because we're not ready for that blessing. Right.
1: Right. We're not ready to handle that. And, and Joseph's brothers were not blessable, so this set them up for jealousy because they weren't receiving it from God, right? And so they, they did not have even the potential of God blessing them, so there was this huge emptiness. And when they saw Joseph really, it wasn't just the favorite of, of their dad. He was being given these dreams. He was being picked and blessed by God himself. And they were not allowing that to happen for them so that that doubly set them up. For, yeah in all for his jealousy. in
0: all his naivety and like hey don't share with them the dreams. he was right. just being open and honest right and he, he had he lacked tact, let's just be honest. Right. but he you know when he gave a report about them that of the things that they'd done and violence yeah. that they did, he was being truthful right um, you know and then he shared the dreams and, and all this kind of stuff and so it's it, it, it's, it's crazy to think and, and, and of course when we're in the throes of jealousy, we don't recognize that. Right. And usually it takes a, another person or somebody or something to, to grab us and go,
1: hey. But the dreams, you know, it wasn't just that Joseph was going to be the one to be exalted. It was going to bless the brothers. It was going to bless the whole family. That If you know the story... They were going to be brought to Egypt. They were going to be spared in the famine provided for and when everybody else was starving. They were going to be given special land that they could take their (coughs) flocks to in Goshen. So, So, you know, again, it was going to bless them and their jealousy was cutting themselves off from the, how that blessing was going to come to their life. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The, all they focused on was the fact that Joseph was going to be exalted. His position. Not that yeah. they were they that they were still in the picture. Right. And and, right. and that kind of thing. So it's it's amazing that yeah it, it, and and then jealousy kind of shows that we expect God's blessings. Right. You know we expect them instead of cherishing them, right. and there's a big difference. Right. You know when you're when you're giving some I tell true. the story of, of my father-in-law giving me a car. Mm. Um. You know, he had offered for me to buy it. I told him we couldn't afford it at the time. We were getting ready to move. Actually, that was when we moved to Ohio. And then he called a couple of weeks later and said, "Hey, it'll be sitting in your driveway." I'm like, "Dude, I told you I can't afford it." He goes, "I know it'll be sitting in your driveway," and I'm You're like,
1: "Like, oh, I'm, 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 you know."
0: And so it was just an amazing what? thing of being being blessed by God that 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 we expect that and he's not obligated. Right. Now, and, if
1: you turn around in that situation and expect it, it would really turn your father in law off. And I have the yeah. same kind of father in law. Yeah. Somebody being very generous like that is really irritated when it becomes expected. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, Oh, well, Hey, aren't you going to come through for me on the next big gift and the next big gift? It's like, I, you know, you're, you're not very grateful here. You're not realizing that none of these things were earned by you or deserved. And that's like God. That's just like God. He, he, he sits down, he can do whatever he wants with his grace. So we think, Oh, this isn't fair. It's like, what you God. you don't have to be fair. None of this is deserved. We all deserve hell. We are all sinners. That we get anything good is God being gracious. He can be gracious however He wants to. And I I, I like the parable of the talents mm-hmm. because in the parable, some got one guy got five, one guy got two, one guy got one, and it's like we aren't, we're not told why. It's like why mm-hmm. did you give one guy five? A, I don't know. It's arbitrary that you don't figure. That's up to that's up to God why He gives some more than others. But the secret in the story is not. What you're given, it's what you do with it. So our contentment, our happiness is not based on amount. It's based on what we give of what God has given us. So if you take whatever oh, you have and you sow it and you give with it, that's your joy. That's your contentment, not how much you have. And so you look at people, oh, they got a bigger house. They got even more children or a bigger, bigger job or whatever these things. Those folks aren't as happy as you think. (laughs) Happiness, you look around, man, it is not limited to the amount of your salary, Mm -hmm. how nice your neighborhood is. It's what you're doing with what you have, not what you have, that determines your happiness and your contentment. Wow. I
0: always liken it back to, you know, we talk about childlike faith. And, and, you know, I think about little kid birthday parties. Yeah. Like, you go to a little kid, and I'm talking little. Like, I got the nine-year-old, and he's kind of on that precipice. But you go to a little kid birthday party. Yeah. And when it's time to open presents. Right. All the kids are excited to watch this one kid right. open gifts. That's great. And 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 relish in them. So, oh, you picture. got a, you got a low Lego set, man. That's all yeah. Oh,
1: right. Even though it's oh, not theirs. Even though
0: it's not theirs. Yeah. And even if they wanted it, they're like, that's all, you know, they're so excited. That's right. that childlike faith where there's no comparison game. And then it's funny as you watch kids, you know, I've got picture. I've got nine, Braden will be 13 next week, and I got a 15 year old. And it's interesting to see the migration where it's like you're taught to compare. You're taught to compare, and it's 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 oh, it's, oh, it's, wow. it's a good it's because a weird when you're thing because you're
1: more innocent. Yeah, you're more innocent. You're just so happy a Lego thing exists, right? You're like
0: you're getting a Lego. Th-? They're That's they're thrilled. Awesome. They're thrilled to give the gift. They took right. they took their parents' money because they're kids, and 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 they gave a gift, right. and it was exciting. Like you know, a little kid buying a Christmas present for their parents. Right. If they get to use their own money, right. they're so excited about it. Right. And it could be some little trinket that is. Yeah. worthless in the eyes of anybody, but they're so excited yeah, about know.
1: it. and a little kid's just thinking, hey, that's so cool. Toys exist and fun things exist, and that's the way it should be with us. When we see somebody else enjoying goodness, that should remind us that that goodness is in the world, and that will come back to us. We will have our version, our tailor-made experience of God's goodness, if in fact our life is blessable. And if we're looking at God, huge. And we're not if our life is blessable, if we're not cutting ourselves off from that with bitterness and anger and jealousy, then then we stay open. It'll circle around, and eventually it'll be our birthday party, and and we know that. And and so these brothers, man, Joseph was going to take the lead and be promised. So what? He's going to bless the whole family. Right, it's going to eventually circle yeah, around and save our family, save the world. Even, even the world would be saved, and we'll see in the story.
0: Yeah, yeah. through the whole process, and and and, and even our family will be fans. And even farther yeah. along, it's the nation of Israel which right. leads to Jesus, which leads to right. you and I sitting here today. Like right. there's there's a blessing, and it's interesting. But we got to get back to that childlike faith. Right. Uh, we we got to get back to. Well, you said a huge thing yeah. as we kind of wrap this thing up. You said a huge thing of is your life blessable?
1: Right if
0: you're jealous of somebody, but you're not you're not doing the things that God's asking you to do, and we get so crazy about finding the perfect will for God. Like, why don't you work? try try following the principles in this book, and then all of a sudden, the will of God for your life becomes very, very clear. Yeah. just start loving people, love your neighbor, love your you know
1: and the other thing I would say is it's spiritual to enjoy. Uh, things in your life, you know, somehow like the Pharisees, they were, they were representative of legalism. We're going to be defined by how miserable we are because of how committed and sacrificial we are. That's religion. Religion is, I'm against this. I sacrifice this. Look at me. I'm so miserable. I'm so spiritual. Man, you're going to get jealous the first time you see somebody happy enjoying what you're not enjoying. Flip side of that is. Enjoy what God gives you. Don't feel guilty if God's blessed you. You're meant to enjoy that. That will be the ultimate remedy for jealousy. You'll you'll be able to rejoice with those who rejoice, um, without being jealous. You can say, "Oh, you're happy, isn't it great? Isn't God good? Because I know I'm happy too, and I have a lot." So, people doing the most in the world are the ones who have received and have something to give, and that is. That is okay. It's okay to be blessed by God and enjoy that. That's a huge remedy for jealousy. Yeah, yeah
0: so we just need to stop sucking on those lemons and right. just start relishing. Because, again, God doesn't owe us anything. So right. everything you have has been a blessing. So we got to remember that. And it's and it's an amazing thing. And I love uh, Psalm 27. It says this, I will remain, verses mm-hmm. 13 and 14. I will remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. Listen, God God will, will will bless you in 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 the time that it is and it's not always a financial blessing and it's not always a uh easy life blessing. It's not always a thing, but it's his presence. It's his presence that will bless you and and you see that. And we see that now like as we start next week, we're going to see Joseph went through a miserable part of his life from this moment for 13 years.
1: That that cistern, that empty well will be a picture of his life for the next 13 years. Yeah. So, and this is the guy they were jealous of. <laughs> yeah. He's actually going to suffer, and his whole life will be like that empty well. It's just going to be barren and suffering in, as a slave and as a prisoner. Yeah, from 17 to, uh, to age 30.
0: Yeah. And so as we wrap up, let's, let's, let's take kind of some notes. Check your, check your heart for jealousy. Are, are, you, are you jealous of somebody else? Are you forgetting to look at the blessings that you have? Are, are, you, are you playing a comparison game that God has never intended for you to play? And, and are you willing to celebrate the goodness of God, even if it's not evident in that moment in your life? Because if you can do that, then you're setting yourself up for that tray to come back around. And and you're going to ultimately feel blessed, um, and from it. So, uh, the story of Joseph teaches us so much, and it's relevant to our life. But just admit if you're jealous, just say it. There's something about just saying, you know, I'm I'm kind of jealous, because then you deal with it. Because that's not
1: a God's grace can still be greater, even despite that. And so, there's hope for all of us. (laughs) There's so many sins we all fall to. That's right. God's grace is greater than our sin.
0: God's grace is greater than our sin. Well, we hope you've enjoyed offstage this week. Uh, We are going to continue into the life of Joseph and digging. We're going to see some incredible twists and turns along the way. Again, we challenge you, read Genesis 37 through 50 and kind of get the whole story so that you can join in in the conversation. We hope you have a great week. Remember, look outside yourself and continue to be the message. Have a great week, guys.
1: Great to be with you.